Welcome to the Newsmakers Podcast. I'm Billy Hollowell, and this is a show where we go behind the headlines every day to bring you an interview with a pastor, entertainer, politician, or other notable news figure. And this is a show, again, it's daily, but it's based on our weekly TV show, which is also called Newsmakers. You can watch it on the CBN News Channel and also on our YouTube page. And on this show, every day, we dive deep. It's a little more longer form with one of the people who you will often see on our Newsmakers show or across the CBN News platforms. On today's Newsmakers, we'll be sitting down with actor and comedian Rob Schneider. We'll be talking about his faith journey, some of his new projects, and why he is so open and vocal about politics and social issues. We're also going to get into some other really fascinating topics like forgiveness. With no further ado, here is Rob Schneider. Rob, appreciate you joining me today. A lot to dive into. We're going to talk about Chip Chilla, uh, but I want to talk about culture first because you had a yeah. post recently um, on on X, formerly known as Twitter, where you talked about <laughs> forgiveness and you talked about yeah. faith. And I have to tell you, I found I actually wrote a, a column about this because I thought it was incredibly moving uh, what you wrote. What, what sparked that in you to share that message? Well, a foundation uh, in God, I think, I think um, Jesus only lets you stray so much. And I think at a certain point, um, uh, he grabbed me again and hugged me. And um, I think it's important to the feeling that I had and that foundation to, for whatever silly movies I've made and for whatever reason people seem to think anything I say is interesting or, or funny. Um, uh, I guess people call it a platform. I, I, I don't know what you call it. Um, I wanted them to, to <clears throat> if you are thinking about looking for something in life, a foundation that uh, doesn't, um, isn't in sand where it could be blown away. And if you have a family, uh, then if you have that foundation in something beautiful and something um like Christianity. I mean, what there are other religions out there that say, well, kill your enemy, hate your enemy, and there are infidels. And we have a, a religion that says, love your enemy, mm. uh, love thy neighbor as thyself. I, I think that's a love yeah. others. I mean, that, that What a beautiful way to go through life. Well, and your message Maybe. captured that. I mean, your message really captured when you went through each person and the types of people who maybe you were rallying against before during COVID, but you had this sort of reflective tone. It was really powerful seeing you juxtapose those things. Well, th there were people that very angered me. Thank you. Uh, the, the You know, when Bruce Springsteen, not to, I didn't name names there. I shouldn't name names now. But when he, when uh, it made me so angry that he would, uh, eliminate or not allow and to exclude. And, and if anything in Christianity, it's, it's welcoming everyone. There's no exclusion. It's not like, well, green eyed people aren't allowed. Uh, it's so to exclude those people, uh, from his Broadway play, a Broadway show was, it seemed to me. And then it, it seemed angry and it made me angry. And, and, and then I had to dig underneath what's that anger. And, and then I have to know, well, why is he angry? And why am I allowing myself to get angry? And where is the forgiveness there? And, and you have to know that what, what it is, is I can't interpret what other people are feeling. And mm -hmm. a lot of what people were feeling was fear. And they're also 
feeling like they had to get along. And that's pretty common. And so if, if I'm going to lead my life and be an example, as Christ compels us to do, then I have to do it, even yeah. if it hurts, even what? if it stretches how I used to feel, and, that, and, that, and forgiveness. And, and once you forgive, the beautiful thing about forgiveness is, isn't the person, it's you. You end up feeling better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It has nothing to do with that other person you're mad at, right? You're, you're releasing yourself from that anger and that frustration and that you know, resentment. What, you mentioned kind of coming back to God. What, what was your faith journey? What has it been traditionally, and what was it that brought you back around? Well, I remember uh, being so so devoted into Christianity as, as a, a, you know, literally as a 16-year-old boy that I would have dreams of Jesus Christ. And then um, I did um, stray like, like many Christians do stray. And I think, uh, but it, there was a continuing pull back, knowing uh, where I needed to be and to be home. And, and then um, a very, very strange confluence of things. You know, I married a Catholic and she was very patient with me. And, and she's been the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Um, and, you know, Catholicism and, and Christianity is uh, in Europe has declined, but in, in South America, it is still very strong. And my wife's from Mexico, and there is a real strong faith in Christianity that has not diminished. Yeah. And I think it's because life is hard there. And I think that the, they need to, there is um, a necessity to, 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 for hope and for uh, strength. Uh, and, and with that strength, whether you have less, if you know that you have a foundation in God, and I think you, you will be, you'll be happier. And um, I think if you take a look at totalitarian countries and friends of mine, uh, uh, Elia Baskin, who was from the former Soviet Union that had, was godless, it was hopeless. There was hopelessness there. And this atheistic thing, which is, which is basically pervaded the world is atheism. And this idea that, um, you know, things just blew up and, <laughs> and, there, and there's just, um, and this, the, the universe is things bumping into things and expanding and that, that we as uh, human beings are just this freak of accident that happened, that, that this empathy and compassion and love that uh, we feel is just this accident that happened and there's no reason for it and nothing will come of it. And eventually the universe will just be a series of black holes and, and I would just go, well, wait a minute. There's no science behind that. And that is a, a bleak, horrible way to go through life. I mean, if there is such a thing as love, as compassion, as empathy, it's because you found it in other people. And yeah. if it exists in our universe, and as my good friend, Norm MacDonald said, my dear friend, Norm MacDonald, he said, it is, uh, we are merely, we're not a big part of the universe. We're just a fraction of it. So how much more so the rest of the universe yeah. It, it, if it exists, it is endemic to a universe. And then there, there was something behind all this thing, and that is love, and, and love is God, and that's the creation of everything. When you take a look at, you know, the uh, flowers and the spermazoas, they, there's way too much of it that seems to be necessary for those flowers to continue. Uh, there, it seems to be there's not a necessity for all the stars in the skies. There seems to be a celebration of existence. And yeah. I think what what we are is God's, you know, uh, desire for, for us to 
experience and find out who that we're part of the whole thing. And it's, it's to get to, if you're looking at it from a purely Zen or Buddhist perspective, it's to, it's to, it's to evolve from a, a place of, to where the universe wanted to experience itself and in a higher state of consciousness. I mean, the rocks have consciousness, very low consciousness. We have very high consciousness. And then I think that, you know, for, for what, um, you know, for me, the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, we worked on this script and it's been five years now, uh, about the shroud of Turin mm. and the last draft that I wrote, which is based on a true story. I didn't write. It was just, it just, I was just, you know, when anybody who works in the creative arts, you just, there's an antenna. You don't know what, how it's coming or what it's coming, but I found myself for nine days just writing this last draft and it was, it's beautiful. And then, when you dig into the Shroud of Turin, which is the burial cloth of Jesus Christ, you realize that uh, it could not have possibly been, as they say, a medieval um, medieval forgery. And so, well, then what is this? And they said, well, they, they, the people who were doing the calculations for the um, testing of this, the, the um, carbon dating, they did not put into their calculations the French nuns and the devotion of the French nuns who in the 16th century repaired. Can you imagine the nuns, how, and their devotion, knowing that this was the birth, this was the death cloth, that their, their savior, that their Lord was, um, was, was wrapped in, how delicately they would work for each strand. And they, the French did this thing, the French nuns did this thing called an invisible weave. And so that, when they did the cutting, that threw off the carbon dating. And that's why when they did it, they tested it in several areas. The further that they went into the cloth, the further back in time they went to 14th, 13th, and 12th century. If they would have kept going, not part of that cloth, they would have gone to 2,000 years. The only reason that cloth exists is because it's Egyptian linen. Any it's, other... it's it's incredibly fascinating. The, the shroud has captivated people. So you you were working on it. You've worked on a script about this. Yeah, we want to make this movie. And I will tell you, it's been very difficult to make the movie. And there are, you know, there there's a reason why the Shroud of Turin in Turin, Italy, is surrounded by the highest concentration of devil worshippers in the world. <laughs> They've tried to destroy it several times. What the Shroud of Turin ultimately is, um, is the receipt. That's why it's such an important thing. It's, it's the receipt of the the price that was paid by Jesus Christ. Yeah, you forget for all of humanity. I mean, I, I, I couldn't I couldn't work on this and couldn't see this without uh, being so moved by it. And um, I really want to uh, this movie is getting closer to being made now. And I want to play the Benedictine monk and this woman, this divorced woman of two kids. And together they did prove to the scientists that this is a real that he did admit that this is the birth. This is the burial cloth of Jesus Christ. And yeah. I mean, that, that, that I couldn't, at that point, I couldn't no longer just continue to live my life thinking, well, this doesn't affect me. So like, how could it not? It's proof. So this, this project your- also sort of infused your faith then and, and catapulted it forward. Well, it, it, <clears throat> it became, and then it because, and then as Jesus does, he's just a little nudge, just a little nudge, a little nudge. When they use the word inspire, it comes from the Greek. It doesn't mean like inspiration, inspiratu in, in Latin, and it goes back to the Greek. It doesn't, it's, its real definition is God's breath. 
God mm. doesn't whisper and say, okay, you got to go to church now. Okay, Jesus Christ is real. This actually happened. This is not a myth. You need to have a foundation. You know, God doesn't work that way. Inspiration, inspire comes from God's breath. God's breath. It's not even a whisper. It's not a word. It's a breath. They go, it's like, what was that? <laughs> Did I feel that? And that's God's love for you. And God could put his hand down and make everybody, but God wants us to come to him of our own volition. That is the greatest, uh, that is the great gift. And um, and I couldn't ignore it anymore. And I, I just, again, things started happening one after another after another. And then the lockdown happened. And then I saw organized evil and people coerced into doing things and then closing churches while they, while they kept open strip clubs and marijuana places and liquor stores. At a certain point, you realize that there is a uh, darkness that every hundred years or so, or so uh, befalls the earth and, and human beings. And you better be prepared for it. But don't be, I'm not... Be diligent, but don't be fearful. And and, um, and that is very important to not be fearful because you don't make good decisions, obviously, with what happened during COVID. The, the, you know, the decisions that were made were done from a place of fear, not science, not logic, and not what was best for children. So, um, but I, I am buoyant about it because I, I know that the uh, this, this battle's been already won. It's just we're going to have to go <laughs> yeah, like that. Father Ripperger said, Jesus already won. This is just, all this is just a mop-up mission. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, and that's the nice part of a prophecy, too. You kind of know how the story ends, but you got to get yeah. there, right? So it's... You got to get there, and you got to suffer yeah. through it. And yeah. through. But that's what's supposed to happen. We're not right, supposed right. to... It's supposed to be easy. You're not supposed to just, you know... How did supposed you, to be a challenge. I got to ask you, because, you know, being so vocal, you've had an incredible career. You've done everything. You're hilarious. You've made movies. You've done TV. I mean, you've done it all. Thank you. No, it's true. I mean, but but how hard has it been? And maybe it hasn't been. How impacted have you been by being so vocal on faith, on policies, those sorts of things? Well, I, I think um, I've been very lucky to have a career. I didn't, you know, my parents didn't come and show business. My dad had a, like a little tiny company where he did loans on second deeds of trust and he worked out his own business. And he's the only one who graduated high school. His father could barely read, you know, came from Prussia. Wow. And my mother was, you know, a World War II, traumatized World War II survivor of the Japanese occupation of the Philippines. So I was raised by, you know, this. And so I don't feel any obligation to uh, any ideology that is really uh, not based in, in something to improve humanity. Uh, so I, I don't feel like I'm, I'm missing out or being excluded. I, I don't need their approval. I, I've made a very good living in show business, and I have been touring and and uh, doing stand-up comedy for most of the last 10 years, and I don't really get work in Hollywood anymore. Uh, but I'm not looking for it, and I don't feel like that's something I need. I mean, I made 50 movies. I mean, what, what was another 10 more? What's that going to do? Right, right. exactly. You've, you've done it all. That's the thing, right? I mean... It's so pretty, it's that's why I've become a, you know, a bludgeon for the, um, or become a, a uh, people who tried to attack me, let them, I mean, what can they do? I mean, that's the beautiful thing about, you know, the faith and, and, and Jesus Christ. If he came, if he came back, they would, they would try to do, they would try to do the same thing again to him. Why? Because he forces you to look at your own, li your own lies, your own falsehoods and what, what you are not living up to. I mean, yeah. that, that is a, and, and also 
at the same time um, releases you from guilt and from releases you from a uh, the the idea that you you have to work this uh, and and do all these things to uh, you know in your life uh, from a place of of servitude as a as a as opposed to a place of love. Yeah. And, and if you get there and if you get there, then there's a certain strength to it, but that strength is going to be challenged because yeah. what it does is it forces other people to look at themselves. And it isn't a, um, uh, it isn't a place that there's a reason why Christianity is attacked. Oh, absolutely. You have to, you have to re-examine everything about yourself. And as you're saying for Christians, once other people see that you have this thing, it convicts them. Right. And then you've got this chain reaction of conviction that, you know, it either yields people becoming believers or it yields an anger in people who are offended by that internally. They don't even realize why sometimes. Well, they, they don't, but it, it does come from a place. I mean, what it does is it brings up things and the stuff that it brings up is important because that's how Christ works. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I, I have to tell you too, you have this fun new project and, you know, I could talk for three hours with you about oh, this we stuff. Could, I know. We could. Hey, hang and- on just one second. I got it at 11 o'clock. Hi. I would say, yes, we're going to make it work. Can I just put you on hold for two minutes? I was just one, two minutes. I was going to finish up. Hang on just for one second. Okay. All right. Thank you. Sorry. I just have it at 11 o'clock. No, I gotta- I'm sorry. I've so, kept you too long. No, no, but this... Uh, it's important because I do think, um, like with the, the TV series, Chip Chilla that we're doing on, on the, the daily wire, it is, they realize that there is an indoctrination happening in the, in the media that, that is, that is undermining the last bastion of freedom in the, in the world, truthfully, which is the United States of America. And if they can undermine that, then it can all go. I mean, the only reason we escaped COVID is because the United States of the Second Amendment, we had guns and the government knew they can only push us so far as the United States opened and got free. So did the rest of the world. So it's important to maintain that. And what what the Daily Wire Entertainment wants to do is entertain people in 48 states that are not California, New York. That is a powerful, powerful thing to do. And I'm, I'm very proud to be able to be with them so that people can watch this, you know, the TV series and say, hey. I can relax. I don't have to watch it beforehand to see what in, you know indoctrination is trying to happen from Hollywood. So in that sense, I'm, I'm very happy and, and it's a pleasure to work with them. Well, we're looking forward to pushing people there. Rob, we appreciate your time. And by the way, the Daddy-Daughter Trip is a movie that's coming out that's also it's a really nice little family movie. It's on Amazon Downloads and it's at Walmart. And I hope people get a chance to see that. It's, it's available now. That's all for today's Newsmakers podcast. Be sure to tune in for the next episode of the show and also head over to the CBN News YouTube channel and the CBN News channel to watch Newsmakers every week. We'll see you soon.